0: How comfortable would you feel giving Cam Sutton around $9 million a year to come back? Yeah, well, better start thinking about it. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. Cam Sutton is a terrific football player. He also might be, at least in my estimation, the most underappreciated member of the entire 53-man roster. Maybe it's because we've been looking at him for a little bit too long. Maybe it's because he was only a third-round pick. Maybe it's because that swing ability that he's always had hasn't allowed us to think of him just as a pure outside corner. However, however, in 2022, he allowed only 411 total receiving yards. That was the ninth fewest of any corner in the NFL who logged 400 plus snaps. That's really impressive. And I can argue... As I'd imagine a lot of defensive coaches would, that that comes with more value than if he'd had, I don't know, a couple of more splash plays, a couple more picks that would have gotten everybody more excited, that would have gotten him onto more highlights. What he does, what Cam's been able to do, and he did it better than ever in 2022, is to just take away a side of the field. Simple as that. I'm not going to get into comparing him to Ike Taylor in any excessive way, but that was what Ike did. If Ike had a pair of hands, Ike would have been on his way to Canton, maybe. That's how dominant he was in coverage. You could give him one guy, tell him to follow one guy, and that one guy would not exist on that particular Sunday. As a result, Dick LeBeau used to talk about this all the time, he just didn't have to worry about that 11th individual that the other team's offense had. Well, Cam wasn't that. So again, I don't want to take it too far. But he was really, really good. And both the film and the statistics and the really advanced statistics will support that. So why is there still kind of a sour taste upon even mentioning this team's secondary when you had... A first-team All-Pro out there, and Minka Fitzpatrick, when you had Terrell Edmonds playing as well as he did, easily the best year of his career, and you had Cam Sutton holding down one of the outside corner spots, well, it was because of the other one that just kept getting scorched and scorched and scorched time and time again. So this is a position of need. One can make an argument that it's the team's greatest position of need. So I just gave you two really, really compelling reasons, I think, for why Cam should come back. A, he's good. B, he's needed. What can you expect at Point Park University in downtown Pittsburgh? Respect, rigor, relevance. That's the Point Park pledge. You'll be treated with respect while being challenged and supported. Academically, to graduate with career-ready, relevant skills. Visit pointpark.edu to learn more. But, there's a price tag. There's a price tag in the equation, as there always is. Cam, on his most recent contract, had a two-year term, $9 million total. There can't be any question that this was one of the better bargains in the league. Because if you'll recall, at the time the extension was signed, he was still really a slot guy who was just telling everybody, including all of us, that he could play on the outside. So even when the Steelers did put him on the outside, it almost felt like they were just doing it to, I don't know, cut him a favor or something, you know, or to give him a little bit of a proving ground, as opposed to doing what was best for the football team. Well, it ended up being best for the football team. And what I like the most about investing in Cam going into the future is that unlike, let's say, I'm going to keep throwing around names in this episode, Joe Hayden, who once he was done, at least in the estimation of, well, all 32 teams, I guess, He didn't have anywhere else to go and didn't want to go anywhere else. And I'm talking about on the football field. Someone of Hayden's talent, and again, we're talking now about an all-pro, could, you would think, made a move similar to the one that Rod Woodson made later in his career in Baltimore, where he was moved to safety. He wouldn't be the first or the last, to say the least, to make such a move. He didn't do that. He just said, thanks for everything. Appreciate it. I'm out of here. Whereas, let's say you give Cam a three-year deal, and that's probably what it's going to take. When you go out onto the open market, I saw one ranking that had him among the top 20 available free agents, regardless of position in the coming open market. That's that's somebody who's going to get paid. That's not where the two-year contracts go. So he's going to get three. He's just about to turn 28 years old, so he'll be 31, obviously, at the end of that contract. And that's getting into a little bit of scary territory when it comes to anyone at any defensive back position. But if it's someone you know has proven can slide to the inside and maybe fill other roles in your secondary, you're protecting your investment. That includes, of course, the guaranteed money that you'd have to put up in order to keep him. My guess is that you're talking about three years and roughly $9 million each. And mm, half of that guaranteed? Something in that range? And that's not exciting. I get that. It's not exciting mostly in the sense that, you know, we all have a natural tendency, I think, to get more excited about new guys that come in. When you add somebody and they're not someone who's been here before, it feels like, whoa, the Steelers just got better, as opposed to keeping Cam and saying the Steelers just stayed the same. You know what I'm saying? But what you got to think about here is that corner is already a shortcoming, it's already a need. And if cam's allowed to walk out that door it's going to be a massive shortcoming that'll be easily exploited you're not going to be able to make up for that in the draft and given that cam is one of the best guys already available on the open market yeah i mean this has to get done it has to get done when we come back j1q This segment of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who've been hurt in car accidents, who need workers' comp, who need to file medical malpractice claims. The lawyers at LGKG have been designated super lawyers for over 15 years. That's a real thing that's reserved for the top 5% of attorneys across Pennsylvania. To learn more about them, Visit LGKG.com or call 888-842-5454. LGKG. Instead, going to be a little bit of a hodgepodge of the remarks that came my way after yesterday's episode about Mike Tomlin essentially being the coach for life, based on some remarks that Art Rooney had made earlier in the week. And Damon will get it started with, Mike Tomlin will coach you to run into a wall, but he can't coach you over the wall. I'm going to stop before I get to the other two and come back at Damon, that it's so much harder to get to that wall than it is to get over it. I'm sorry. It just is. This is proven. This is proven across sports. The landscape of lousy franchises is littered with the mindset that so-and-so couldn't win the big one. Always, always be wary of that. Ron says... DK, I firmly believe that this ownership is more attracted to stability than to success. The Steelers seem to relish the stance of having only three head coaches in a million years, but Rooney's words are dangerous. Never in a workplace has there been such a license to average performance without accountability. You might be right, Ron. You know, the longer this goes... This streak, and if you want to talk about a Tomlin streak, it's fairest, I think, at this point to bring up the one of lacking a playoff win in that given year. It's been a long time, and you can argue that that's average or below average or maybe slightly above average because they've usually at least gotten into the playoffs, but where I cringe anytime somebody brings it up is with the concept of accountability because – very rarely, in my experience, does someone say what they actually mean with accountability. What you're saying with accountability is that he should have been fired. So, you know what, Ron? Just say that. Just say he should have been fired. Because there are other forms of accountability that are a whole lot less than firing somebody. You can start getting into getting rid of their coordinators, pulling the rug out from under them in other ways, uh, just going the full-blown Jerry Jones and suggesting stuff that no owner has any business suggesting to somebody who's down on the field. But yeah, that I'm not crazy about. You don't need to use a euphemism. You know, if you want him fired, just say you want him fired. It's not going to get you in trouble or anything. Stephanie says, does anyone know what Tomlin has said about why the bloody hell is freaking Matt Canada staying how is Tomlin that obtuse to the fact that there's better coaches available and that Canada's a liability to both the team and to Kenny Pickett? Tomlin's only remarks, Stephanie, on this subject happened before the team made clear that Canada was staying for next year. So these questions never had an opportunity to be asked, assuming you're challenging the reporters or the journalism involved or whatever. There hasn't been any such encounter, meaning between reporters and the head coach. Art Rooney did address it in his meeting with reporters earlier in the week, saying basically that he liked the way Canada oversaw the running game getting going over those final few games. That's it. If that's what you're looking for here, that's what you've got. There's not more than that. Uh, contrary to some popular misperception, reporters aren't in a position to go uh, hounding Tomlin while he's grocery shopping and then throwing him into the cart and then sticking him in some back room and waterboarding him or whatever and getting information out of him. They can answer however they want. They can also avoid answering however it is that they want. Now, if your main point is that he shouldn't have kept the coordinator, I'm on your side. I really am. I made that abundantly clear now for months. But you know what? There will never be a subject that's more polarizing regarding this football team than this head coach. I have no doubts about that. I appreciate all of the feedback that comes this way. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. Have a terrific non-football weekend and know the Pro Bowl doesn't count. And next week, we're going to have a lot of fun getting ready for the Super Bowl.